The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Need some clarity in your life? Or maybe you're wondering how to have a difficult conversation with someone you care about. Dr. Neil Naibo is an expert in helping people navigate the tough stuff in life by harnessing the power of kindness. Neil, you are in the kindness business. I love when you said that because I feel like that's the perfect description of my life. I just never really found the words for it. How did you come across those words for your life? Well, I have been in management and um, uh, leadership for a long time and managed a lot of uh, people and uh, processes. But what I discovered is that in any of our lives, in any of our situations, uh, our our experiences and our accomplishments are often like a a bowl of powdered sugar. at some point, for some reason, circumstances can come along and just puff that uh, powdered sugar and off it goes. And there's nothing left in the bowl of all those accomplishments except for some sugar cubes. And the image for me with those, those sugar cubes were the people that I had invested in, the, the, uh, the people I had been kind to, whose uh, I, I had made a difference in their lives. And I just thought, oh my gosh, that's the real business I'm in. Uh, at the end, it, it's only the people that, that matter. So that's, that's how I began to use that phrase. So how do we get over our own egos then? Because it seems like altruism and accomplishments are very much two warring concepts. Well, that's exactly right. And there's so much now uh, being written and talked about about servant leadership, which is all about letting go of our egos uh, and the it's a goal of all of ours well not everyone's obviously but uh, of those of us who are trying to be kinder is to let go uh, and just uh, not be all about ourselves Um, I speak um, usually around 40 to 50 times a year either in conferences or public speaking and and what I keep trying to tell people is work at being kinder it's it just simply be kinder and I get, I, you'll be surprised. I actually get pushback. People say, well, aren't we supposed to love other people? And I just think, well, try that in line at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do not How love you things? right now. I need my caffeine. <laughs> yes. And, I, and then I say, and if you end up succeeding at loving them, what you do is going to look a lot like kindness. Yeah. So what would be the difference? I guess I always say, you know, let's love on others. And and by that, I, I mean, let's be kind. But you seem to make a difference there. What is that? When you say love others, um, it, it's, it feels to me very nebulous. Um, we, we can be loving people, but uh, I love the specificity of acts of kindness. It's very specific. I, you, I can know if I have done a kind uh, deed for you. I, I know if you have expressed kindness to me. 
how do you how do you describe that when you're expressing love? That just seems bigger, deeper, uh, longer, uh, more involved. And I think that if we do regularly practice kindness, it ultimately will come out of a loving place inside us. We 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 have to be loving people in order to regularly have it. Uh, not just try to be kind, but we've trained ourselves to be kind. Mm. Um, and that comes out of that loving place. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like love is the umbrella. And then, you know, under the umbrella, acts of kindness is the more specific way of doing it. But it is possible to be kind to people without loving them. And that kind of well, makes, right. that makes the world a better place, too. <laughs> yes, even even... That's right. Even unloving people uh, can can be kind, and I'll take it. I'll take it yeah. from anyone. <laughs> Me too. Uh, will you tell us about the the book you're working on right now, Washing the Elephant? What a great yes. title! Well, that I have struggled uh, on on why am I why have I begun to get interested in kindness, and why is that becoming a focus uh, and I'm, I and I've I've played with different ideas, you know, just coming up with 52 ways to be kind or things like that, and and yet uh, even my family said, why, 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 why is this important to you right now? And that's when I began to realize, oh, this is my response to what's going on in our nation, in the world. Um, it's. It's too big for me. Um, my job is to um, shepherd the people I'm around. It's to do the work that I'm supposed to do. I don't have a national voice. Uh, I, you know, I have ones of Twitter followers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, don't worry it, about it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, what? What can I do in? In an age where we all know the the hostility and the challenges, and even people in our own court, you know, they they attack one another, and 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 we all attack people on the other side of whatever aisle we're on, and and I began to realize kindness and the encouragement to others to be kind is simply my response um, to the fact that it's it's too big for me right now out there in the world, but I can do this. And I I was describing that to, I can do this one little thing. And I was describing that to some friends of mine and they said, Neil, that's washing the elephant. And I thought, that's interesting. And they had actually uh, gone to Syria uh, 10 years ago to do relief uh, work and they got off the plane and they were absolutely overwhelmed by how much uh, there is to do and how little they could personally do. And as they were reflecting on that and and really, what am I supposed to do? The the thought came to their mind: wash the elephant, just do what you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's all any of us are asked. And I just I loved it instantly. It 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 made it made sense to me, and it told me that's what I'm trying to do with kindness. Just do what you can do and leave the rest to to someone else. And I like that it's an elephant. Elephants are just big, beautiful 
you know, many times gentle creatures. But because it's such a huge animal, you could be working on the back left foot and I could be working on the right front foot and you and I would never know that the other one's there working. That's right. But but you get enough people working on different parts of the elephant and all of a sudden it's looking a whole lot spiffier. It's like the elephant's all ready for prom, right? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Because um, I actually think you are helping lead and give voice to a kindness movement. Um, I, I... one of the things I say to folks who say, why, why are you thinking about kindness so much? I actually literally, I truly think it's a wave mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're catching. There's so many people catching on to this. I'm just a, what we're, you and I, we're just little parts of it. We're just washing the part in front of us, but there are more and more people doing it. And, and we've seen the power of movements and I just like being a part of a gentle one, a gentle movement. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was reflecting on it and I just basically threw up my hands and I said, I cannot, I cannot do this. Like kindness, you know, it's just, there's so much negative out there. There's so much bad. I can't do it. I can't, I can't be this, this army. I understand that, that I'm just one and there are many others that are equipped to to use this great offensive weapon of kindness. Yeah, well, that's right. Ex- that's exactly right. And there are others better equipped with better uh, better yep. equipment, better training, who will have a bigger voice. Yep. But we, uh, you know, it's so funny. We all we always go back to the starfish analogy. It's like, oh my gosh, how many times have I heard that starfish story? Well, it makes a difference to this one. You know, you better tell people the starfish story. I know uh, it, but there's going to be somebody out there who goes, "What is he talking about?" Starfish story. So the the uh, oh, there, there actually is a, 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 a an addendum to that story now. So the the age old story is uh, there's a starfish have washed up on the beach by the hundreds or the thousands, and and there's a little boy throwing them back into the water and uh, one at a time, and uh, somebody else, an old man, comes up to him and says. What are you doing? You can't make a difference. There's, you can't do anything. You're, uh, and, uh, you know, there's thousands. Uh, you're, you're throwing one back. And the, the little boy says, I can make a difference for this one. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so there's, then that's the sweet story of, uh, you know, we can, make, we can make a difference. But I love that somebody actually did an update on the story. And they said, yeah, but... Now somebody took a video of on their phone of that boy throwing it in and they posted where it was and within minutes dozens of people then hundreds of people gathered and were throwing hundreds and thousands of starfish back mm. and it's like wow that's that we could you could actually imagine that that could happen that um, happens right right oh that's really cool i hadn't heard that part of it that's really cool yeah. We'll get back to that interview in a moment. Today's Kindness Call is sponsored by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm calling to tell you about an act of kindness that I witnessed yesterday at the Walmart in Jacksonville. Uh, We were getting ready for a trip and trying to find stuff for the beach, uh, We went to Walmart looking for nets so we could catch any fish or any other creatures that we would find in the ocean. 
we looked all over and couldn't find it and ended up just deciding to leave and check out with our other stuff. And we got up to the registers, and the woman working there was so happy to want to help us that she closed her register and, like, walked around the store because she knew that they had some nuts and she really wanted us to be able to uh, catch things with it. So she walked around until we found them. We found our nuts, and now we have some very happy kids that get to catch little fish and creatures, and it was all because that woman spent some of her time to help us. So we are touched by that. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. In the midst of your studies, you have kind of come up with three forms of kindness. Would you talk about those, please? Yes, thank you. So uh, I just want you to imagine you've got a hula hoop in your hands, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when, you ha- when you're holding a hula hoop, there's obviously uh, the, the hoop, and then there's the inside of the hoop, and there's the outside of the hoop. And those are the three kinds of kindness. There's um, uh, inside kindness, outside kindness, and shared kindness, which is the ring itself. And so outside kindness are all those acts that we see people do and any of us can do. And it's what we, you and I have been talking about. It's, but it, the thing about outside kindness is that it has infinite potential. So a mat, I mean, the entire world is outside our hula hoop. So it goes from you or I, uh, ran, uh, um, uh, just offering to buy uh, coffee or the latte for the person behind us at Starbucks, all the way up to Bill Gates committing a billion dollars to, uh, charity. That's a lot of kindness and it's uh, really infinite possibilities. But here's an interesting thing. You know, you can do all of those kind acts and not actually do it for kind reasons. Um, uh, you know, people give to charity all the time for tax reasons. Mm. Um, and maybe it's helpful, um, but you wouldn't necessarily have to be. Uh, so then you have inside kindness. So hold on. So just to make sure I've got this straight, the outside kindness would be what we are doing for other people with or without their participation or just we're just doing it? Um, we're just doing it. It's okay. it's really without their participation. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it and, and there, we, we love those things. There's nothing against it. Absolutely. Buy the latte, open the door for somebody, uh, say a kind word, all of those things that that is outward focused um, outside. And then um, the inside kindness that's directed at ourselves. That's us changing ourselves so that we actually become kind people that uh, that our our kindness, our outward kindness flows out of who we are. And that's what you and I want to be. And uh, I have a story about uh, about inward kindness. Um, and it, so I was watching TV, and this was back in the 90s. I, I have tried hard to find this video, but this was back when they didn't, you know, it wasn't everywhere. There was no internet. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I, but there had been a there had been a um, a hurricane in Florida. And it had destroyed a lot of Florida, including this tourist uh, trap called Monkey Jungle that had all kinds of apes and gorillas and orangutans and monkeys. Um, And 
there a news crew had taken a camera out to look at the devastation and as they were panning along a street an orangutan was was coming down the road just lop, lopping along loping along uh, his arms kind of moving back and forth slowly, paying attention to absolutely no one. But the cameraman had caught it, and so he was tracking with this orangutan as it went past the news crew on down the street. Uh, and in the background, you can see houses that have been wiped out. But as it as it passed by, uh, suddenly an orang uh, uh, um, a Rottweiler came charging at this uh, orangutan out of a backyard, and it was so angry. It was, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm about to see this poor ape just destroyed by this ferocious dog. And as that dog leapt, I, I almost wanted to close my eyes, um, but what happened next absolutely surprised me. That uh, orangutan never took its eyes off the road. It never turned and looked or slowed down for that Rottweiler. Just when the Rottweiler was in midair, ready to strike, that um, orangutan backhanded the dog. <laughs> Almost uh, yeah, nonchalantly. And the dog went flying head over heels backwards and the monkey never broke stride, just kept going. And I, I, I laughed out loud, just like you. I thought, oh my gosh. And, and I realized I had no idea those things were that strong. Yeah. And, right? And then the thought came to my mind, oh my gosh, we all have an orangutan inside us. We all do things completely unconsciously without even seeing what could be perceived as danger. We backhand people with, um, with unkind comments or um, unthoughtful perspectives. And unfortunately, so often, those are the people we often care about the most, the people we live with, the people we love, the people we work with. And, and so I just, I just thought of this phrase, restrain your orangutan. Wow, that's not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to say, you know, keep your eye on the road of kindness or something and don't let right. those hounds come after you. But nope, nope, you're nope. saying. <laughs> nope. We all, we all have this power within us. And, and there, this is that inner inside kindness that we have to look at ourselves and realize um, we are capable of, uh, you know, kindness or hurtfulness. Wow, Constrain yeah. that, restrain it, recognize it, begin to work on yourself. And here's the great part about the hula hoop. The, the size of your hoop is based on the amount of inside kindness that you have. Aww. Shared kindness are those things we do together. So an outward kindness, outside kindness, that's me just opening the door for somebody. But a shared kindness is me opening the door and then saying, hey, can I help you with that? Now, just that simple question has engaged the person. And, and now we are going to do it together. Yes, would, would you take this for me? I would be happy to. Now we're doing it together. And I really think that that shared kindness grows out of who we are on the inside. 
So I, I say to people, you know, work on your inside. The outside will take care of itself. Mm. But the shared part, that's where the richness comes. And, and if I could share one more story, it actually changed my life. It, um, I, in my work, I uh, had an internship at UCLA Medical Center. Uh, I was a chaplain for three months. And chaplains um, work in the emergency room overnight. And I got called in uh, to the emergency room um, early in the morning at about 730 in the morning when a high school senior uh, boy had uh, been surfing uh, off of Malibu before school and been crashed into the sand. And he was coming in with potential neck injuries. And the parents uh, had heard from somebody. And when I got into the emergency room, uh, the boy's father was there. And my job as a chaplain was to comfort the, the people who were waiting, like, the, like this father. Sure. Um, and also to, to kind of keep them out of the way of the, the nurses and the doctors. They, oh. they want to get right in there and see, but, but they, they're, they're going to be in the way. And so the chaplain's responsibility is kind of keep them not distracted, but oh. keep them away. I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, exactly. And so this father, uh, ironically enough, was uh, either a neck or spine surgeon. And you can imagine his, how he came in when he'd heard that his son might have broken his neck. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, get me the x-rays. And so I, I, I went, I'd asked nurses, I, I tried. I finally, after about seven or eight minutes, I, I had engaged him and he looked at me with these hurt eyes, but also angry eyes and said, can you get me the x-rays? And I just said, I'm sorry, I can't. And then instantly with as much hostility as I've ever felt, uh, he said, then what good are you? Mm. And stormed out of the room. And that, that just struck me hard. Um, as a chaplain, I, I was wrestling with that very same question. What good am I? Mm -hmm. The doctors, the nurses, they're all doing their jobs. What do people want from a chaplain? They want God. Mm -hmm. If I can't bring God into the room and heal you, what good am I? Because I thought people want to be healed at the hospital. If, if, if I can't make that happen, what's the point? Right. And that was literally on a Monday morning and it was a bad week. And I was wrestling all week long. And uh, on Friday afternoon, I was headed home. I was so discouraged, so disappointed that um, I was going to actually quit. I wasn't coming back. I was not going to come back on Monday. And I was going to have to go home and tell my wife, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not going to graduate from my training. Um, I don't think I'm any good. I, I don't know what good I am mm -hmm. uh, because I can't, I can't make it, I can't make God heal people on command. Mm -hmm. And as I was about to turn and, and head out the door to the parking lot and see my life in shambles, I literally ran into this man. He had turned the corner the other way, this father. 
and, and we crashed into each other and we both took a step back and I looked at him and I thought, oh my gosh, here, here it comes. And all I could think to say was, uh, we're, we've all been praying for you and your son. And he looked at me with red tear stained eyes and he said, that's all any of us can do right now. And he wrapped me in his arms and we both wept mm. and he saved my life mm. because he offered me kindness. He offered me grace when I hadn't done nothing to earn it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But I heard God say, that's what good you are. Yeah. yeah. Be my hands because not everyone's going to get healed, but everyone needs to be held. Yeah. And we can all do that regardless of our faith. We can all we can all hold someone in their time of grief. That's right. You know, by being kind to them and by just yeah, showing them right. that we're there. Beautiful. And 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 just to to tie that up, can imagine the power of shared kindness. Mhm where I offered him a word. If I had done that and he'd, he'd blown me off, it would have been an outward form of kindness and it would have been okay. But this transformed me. I, I, maybe, maybe someday the father will or hear me or read that story and, and he'll get in touch with me and tell me what happened. But um, I'll tell you what, that, that, that kindness changed my life. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. I'm excited to read your book once it's done. And you, right now, there's an exciting opportunity that you're giving people to help with your book. What do you want people to do? Oh, well, thank you. I would love for people to, um, if they go to my website, neilnivo.com, uh, and just sign up, uh, you know, if you just give me your email, I will send you my blogs uh, and what I'm doing is I'm putting out parts of chapters or when I finish a chapter, uh, I will send it out to my folks. I would love for feedback. I would love, I would love for stories to come back. Uh, and I would just love for people to, to walk with me in this process, in this journey. And, uh, uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's kind of lonely sitting behind your laptop doing these (laughs) kinds of things. And you're kind of wondering, I wonder if this is making sense. So, Wow, I would just love to have people uh, get that information, read it, get back to me, and uh, and then I'll you know when I'm when I'm finished with the book, I'll send out a draft uh, to everyone, and uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, fun. It's a really neat experience to be an early reader for a book. So uh, awesome. I hope lots of people take advantage of that. Neil, thank you so much for talking with me today about kindness. It has been so fun. Thank you, Nicole. I have been listening since the very beginning and so blessed by all the people that you talk to and your kind voice and kind thoughts. So I'm honored. It's a privilege. That was a conversation with Neil Nybo. You can connect with Neil on Twitter at Neil Nybo and find out more about his work at neilnybo.com. 
Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Madeline Peck. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the NPR One app. And find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, we'd love it if you'd spread some kindness in the review section. Thank you.